Welcome to the Becoming a Creator podcast, everybody. Today, I'm joined by Slay with Brandy, a talented variety creator focused on cosplay, horror, and creates daily content. Very excited to be chatting with you and just learn more about your journey today. Welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me and for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. I like to start with a couple uh, rapid fire questions per se. What's your favorite for creating content, horror or react? Uh, well, so I obviously I would probably say I like to blend it, but <laughs> if I had to pick a favorite, I would pick horror every day, all the time, because the medium of where I can create content within the horror genre is limitless. You know, there's games, there's movies, there's music, there there's so many different places where horror is involved that the content I can pull from there. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Even for React, though, I mean, to your point of blending it together, you could react to that. You could react to anything uh, with it. But yeah, which platform are you if you could get rid of one? Which platform are you getting rid of Twitch or YouTube? Oh, God, that's man. Um, Twitch is going to hate me for this, but I'd probably say Twitch just because YouTube has so much more functionality like mm. as a whole and you know, as much as I love streaming, I would still have that option on YouTube. Sure. If yeah. I got rid of YouTube and I just had Twitch, I would have no upload place. I mean, I guess I have other like TikTok and whatnot, but it's it's not the same. Yeah. Not the same. So sorry, Twitch. Bye. <laughs> well, speaking of that, if you had to choose between one of the other TikTok or Instagram reels. I, well, Loki, I hate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> But if I had to get rid of one, get rid of Instagram Reels. I hate that Instagram put video content in there and like mm. changed things up. I didn't need it. It's cool that it's there, but like we had TikTok. We didn't need it elsewhere. And it's just confusing. I feel like no matter what I upload, Instagram's like, we don't like you. This is never going to work. <laughs> is is photos your favorite on Instagram then? Do you ever do stories or anything else that they've also ripped from a bunch of other platforms? Yeah. Honestly, the just because you said stories, like I used to use Snapchat when I was in college. That was, you know, what everyone was using. And then once Instagram got stories, like I haven't used Snapchat in years, bro. <laughs> so that I use stories all the time. And in terms of Instagram, I prefer making like putting photo posts up because I do like modeling and cosplaying and stuff like that. So it more adheres to photos and photo shoots. Yeah. And more than ninety percent of the time, the videos I put on Instagram are just from TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really make like custom video stuff for Instagram typically. Well, you cover a variety of games as well. Um, what's the favorite that you've played over all of these years? My favorite video game of all time has always been Bioshock. It just, so many others have come through that I love, but it, it still just reigns supreme for me. And did you stream that at all? Or is that before it? And, it, and is the favorite stream game different than that? Oh, I never streamed Bioshock because this was long before. Like I sure. played it when it came out. So I played gotcha. it long before I streamed. I did stream some uh, when they came out with, the remastered version for like ps4 and stuff like that but ps4 is weird and like blocked out certain segments of the game so i was like okay mm. this was a bus uh i did plan on revisiting it in the nearest future actually because i just haven't played it in so long and i wanted to go back to it in terms of favorite game to stream currently i've been obsessed with pikmin which 
is completely polar opposite of Bioshock. <laughs> so I'm playing that a ton, but DVD is always my fallback. So I normally go to that. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I wanted to start then even with it is give us a sense of what you are creating, what you're working on, main games that you even are playing. I know you do play a variety of it in general, but kind of like what's your focus with your content and your vision of where you're at with it? In terms of games, I definitely am heavy variety. I like to jump into whatever's current. So mm. I like trying, like I just started playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre yesterday because that just dropped on Friday. I love delving into whatever's new and trying things out. But then I also just fall back to the things that I enjoy playing. So I like to do a mix of both. And I always got to include horror in the mix. So Every week I try to implement a new horror game that I've never streamed before, whether it's multiplayer or single player. That's a staple that I've held on my channel for probably the past like three or four years at least. And that's always something I'm going to implement. But I guess going back to that first question, I always put horror in the mix no matter what I'm doing because it's just it's my favorite brings out your uh, the the favorite side of your personality or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, for sure. And then how do you manage that between your YouTube and you mentioned obviously you have Instagram, TikTok as well. Kind of like what's your overall strategy with uh, all the platforms, I guess? Uh, I definitely have to be like extremely on top of my scheduling to keep up with everything. I overwork the crap out of myself. So that's <laughs> just part of it. Like Twitch four days a week, YouTube, I upload every single day. So I'm like very critical of when I film, when I upload, I schedule everything. I normally schedule everything like a week in advance. That way I can like take one to two days of like heavy work, edit whatever days. And then I don't have to think about it for the next week. In terms of Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, I, I kind of go through the model, which I've told other people, of like binge creating content on the days that I have time to do that. That way I can schedule in off days. So I take certain days where I'm just like, okay, I'm working from dawn till dusk, making as much content as I can. And then I'm going to slowly filter this out over the next week. That way I can have some days off where I'm not constantly having to stress new stuff so that's kind of the model that i go at and i kind of follow that through all my socials and when you do like a binge day or you do like a big content heavy day is there any like routine that you have with that in terms of like all right i'm gonna wake up work out or you know get into the right mindset for it and then work through that or is it kind of sporadic when you're in the right mood this is the day that you're gonna do it and then I guess from that same line, is it something that you spend the whole day recording and spend another one editing? Or is it like morning or morning record, afternoon edit? What's that kind of like for you? I I try to pre-plan like that this day is gonna be the day I'm going to do stuff. Uh obviously your you know, your mood is temperamental where yeah. if you wake up and you're not feeling it, you're like, yeah, oh, well, it is what it is. Cause this is definitely an industry where because I'm recording myself that if I'm not feeling it, people are going to realize that in the videos I make in the TikToks I'm doing, they're going to tell that I'm just forcing the content. So I definitely, I plan it, but go off of that. I try, it depends on if I'm recording or shooting videos or doing a shoot or whatever. I normally 
planned those for one day and editing and everything behind the scenes for another day. Just because if I am sitting at my computer for too long, I eventually just I go through the motions too much. Then I'm like, is this even good editing? Is this good content anymore? So I'll normally get up and do like a certain makeup and I'll have like X amount of shoots planned that that makeup would suit. And then anytime I do like a nice makeup look, I'm like, okay, I can bang out like three YouTube reacts in that same day because I already have everything done up. So t just like tack that on. And then if I have a uh, TikTok or whatever content, because I, um, I model for Hot Topic as well. So I'm constantly doing either shoots or TikTok content for them. So sure. I'm like, hey, if I can slide that in here with this same makeup look or whatever, <laughs> like I'll put that in the mix as well. So that's kind of how I go about it. It's like chaotic, but it makes sense in my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're a full-time creator. So yes. how do you kind of prioritize your time when it comes to planning, whether it is, you know, a side project that you're working on or um, the content? Is it very much you sticking to the routine of the streams? You said four days a week. Like, what's that process? I, I definitely have set a schedule for myself that I stick to. So between YouTube and Twitch, those are very strict schedules that are easy to just follow. In terms of other socials, I just try to upload like once a day for most things. So mm -hmm. I just backlog for that. In terms of how I go about making content, I in my brain, I always anything that has like a set deadline has the priority, you know, mm. and then from there things that I just want to do kind of down the line of where I have time. That's how I get to those. So try to always mix it in, but you know, you can only do so much as one person. <laughs> yeah. And what do you think has been one thing that you changed with your process or maybe even a new habit that you started since going full time that you maybe even wish you had started sooner? Uh, I, I, I mean, since going full time, I've been full time for about four years now, and I do 10 times more work than I ever did before <laughs> I was full time. Like, I mean, obviously, I have the time because this is my job, but sure. at the same time, I don't have the time <laughs> because I plan out too many things and then I overwhelm myself. But something I definitely wish that I started doing sooner was giving myself a break <laughs> because mm. I, for I, when I first started going full-time, I was like, I'm going to stream two different times a day and I'm going to make sure I have a video uploaded, but I was going to edit and do it the same day. And then I'm going to plan everything. Like I was not giving myself any off days. I was not having any downtime and I got burnt out so quickly that I had to like after that first year, I have to re I had to reassess everything and figure out what schedule is that I'll be able to pump out content, but also maintain over a longer period of time. Right. And even still, I'm constantly adjusting my schedule. Like I was doing like full long videos on YouTube every single day for like two years. And I was like, I can't, I feel like I'm just mm. turning out content, but not quality. So like brought down the amount of long form videos, added in more shorts that are more simple to do, kind of gave a healthy mix. And to be honest, doing less work, but higher quality work ended up working for me. And mm. I started getting more subs and follow and what all that. So 
definitely making sure to give myself a break and figuring out a better schedule early on is so much more beneficial. Have you always been a planner as well, like in terms of scheduling things ahead, like even before you went full time? Was that always something that you were focused on? Uh, yeah. So before I did this full time, I was a high school teacher. So I planning is just in my nature. <laughs> I'm always like 10 steps ahead of everything. So that's very much just my personality of I need everything planned out to a T. I need exact dates and times. Like <laughs> my fiance hates it sometimes. He's more of a spur of the moment person. And sure. he's just like, I'm like, I need to know everything right now. <laughs> well, you've been creating content for, if I'm not mistaken, nearly a decade on YouTube. Cause I saw your YouTube channel. It was from a very long time ago as well. <laughs> and Twitch, what initially got you started into creating content in the first place? I mean, in terms of YouTube, that was, I mean, I feel like everybody in high school when it first, well, at least my age, I'm 29. When YouTube first came out, I was in high school and everyone just kind of made random weird videos and just threw them up there to see what happened. And I never anticipated it becoming anything, you know, you mm -hmm. just kind of throw things out. And then once I, uh, honestly, once I got a PS4 it was kind of what allowed for the potential of this to turn into something because it had the option to clip your stuff and send it to youtube immediately it had the option to stream directly from the console to twitch so when i got that that's when i started more consistently like uploading to youtube even if it was just stupid little clips and then streaming on twitch whenever i had time in between like classes at college so i kind of started it just for the fun of it I mean, my um, younger siblings would always like watch me play games and I would commentate to them and it was just kind of silly. And then when I had the means to do it, I was like, yeah, I'll try this out. And it was not, it wasn't a conscious decision of like, I'm going to do this as a job. I'm going to mm -hmm. jump into this because there was no affiliate program. There was no YouTube monetization for creators that didn't, you know, that had smaller margins like that wasn't. Right. That was so far detached from where I was at that I was like, eh, this is fun in my free time. And then um, once the ball started rolling, I was like, oh, I, okay, this is something. <laughs> and, and just went you, with it. Were you watching a bunch of other streamers at the time like, oh, this looks fun. I want to try what this is. Or was it very much just like, oh, I got this cool thing. I want to do it. Or did somebody ask you like, oh, you're funny or, you you know, to your point, your siblings are like, oh, we like watching you. Maybe other people would like watching. You should upload it. To be honest, no, it was, <laughs> I never I, there was other people that I watched. Like I've been watching Summit probably since, you know, he started on Twitch. So I always liked watching people like him. Yeah. I always followed the LCS uh, League of Legends pro scene. Mm -hmm. So I always watched the games or the different uh, creators like them stream on Twitch. And that was really it. There wasn't I wasn't watching regular creators like us on there. It was just those big people because that's really all there was at the time. So none of it was necessarily inspiring me to try it. I was just sure. like, hey, there's the option. 
to do this thing yeah why not Click the button let's do it <laughs> yeah and honestly i more did it because i wanted to have that footage later on so i could rewatch it because yeah. i thought i was hilarious so i would just be like hey i'm gonna rewatch this video of me saying something stupid and now i look back and i watch those old things and i'm like oh my god i'm That's so fun, cringe right? yeah yeah it's <laughs> yeah. always uh always fun to look especially after it's you know five ten years old or whatever it is oh yeah <laughs> So then when did you realize that you wanted to turn this into a full-time career? Obviously you said you left your or you know, you left your job 4 years ago. You've been full-time doing this. How did that change for you over the time for it and you mentioned things started to kind of take off. What was that for you? What was kind of the first even takeoff? Once the affiliate program came out and I started making income off of Twitch, which it wasn't much, you know, it's like maybe a hundred bucks every like 2 months, 3 months, whatever. So nothing to brag about, but the fact that that opportunity arose i was kind of like okay like this has potential here if this eventually grows to a point where i'm making more income here than teaching which teaching at the time was just god awful i hated it it was i mean i don't think it's changed any bit but even from my first year of teaching the love of it just you know plummeted very quickly sure so I was already applying to so many jobs within video game stuff, just, you know, shooting my shot being in New York, there was a lot of stuff in the city. And I was like, I know I'm not qualified for any of these because I didn't go to school for gaming, but I'm like, it's anything I want, I just want out. So when the potential for Twitch to just be a job in itself, and then like YouTube, I started going and uh, more so with that, I was uploading vlogs from conventions and things. I was starting to gain traction. That's what kind of pushed me to motivate because I just wanted a, a change of career path, essentially. And uh, the ball just kind of started rolling and, and I just went with it. So it wasn't necessarily like a conscious change at yeah. first. But um, obviously, you know, at the end of the day, as much as you love content creation, it got to pay the bills so once it started paying the bills i was like all right bye teaching like i'm gonna do this <laughs> full time and just go for it and uh COVID ended up being good for that industry and it skyrocketed me to the point of being able to continue doing it because i was gonna just try full time for a few months and yeah. be like if you know if this doesn't end up working out like i'll just you know i'm gonna apply to a different school do what i gotta do and then because uh, I had quit in December, right before COVID. And then COVID hits March. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not going to apply for any teaching jobs <laughs> because there is none. And uh, I, I, to be honest, I'm glad I didn't because then Twitch, like streaming and everything took off. I got monetized on YouTube that same year and it just kept going from there. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, what do you think helped propel you the most within that then? Was it the streaming in particular? Was it the YouTube that started to blow up? Was it a specific series or game switch that you did or anything else that was kind of along those lines when COVID and everything started? You know, you've got this giant wave of people that are coming on. You've been creating for a long time. Was there any like particular even skill set or type of content or anything that stood out the most for you? Uh, I would say it was a couple of things. Uh, first, because I quit teaching, I prior to that, I had to have all of my accounts privated just mm. for the sake of uh, working. So it was really hard to grow because, you yeah. know, I couldn't use hashtags or I couldn't share things. So I was already putting myself in a box. So once I had that freedom, 
it definitely propelled things. And I want to say another thing at that same time was TikTok was like kind of starting to mm. take off a bit more. And it was cosplayers were huge on TikTok at the time. So I was already in that, you know, it was that cringe era of TikTok of like the really weird distorted movements and stuff. And I made many of those that I don't mm. look back on fondly. <laughs> but yeah, they went well. And I, um, I had a couple of things go kind of viral on TikTok, which then carried over to like Twitch and YouTube, which was really good. And then uh, I think the last thing that skyrocketed things, which was totally random, but a couple of like AEW and WWE wrestlers found my Twitch mm -hmm. and like raided into me and were super like supportive and just like went a hundred percent in helping me which was like completely out of the blue because I am, I am now, but at the time I was not a wrestling fan. So yeah, like, even when ask. they, yeah, even when they came in, I was like, my community was like, Oh my God. And I'm like, I don't know. Who this is. <laughs> Should I know who this is? <laughs> and uh, that brought a huge wave of people, which honestly was like that last big push that I needed to like get partner and things like that. So I attribute a lot of uh, the thing that got, everything rolling to those couple of different instances that's so cool did you ever do anything else after that with like play the wwe games or like do anything along those lines or get any more involved in any of it so ironically the those that raided me uh were huge dead by daylight fans so i would play dead by daylight with them on like their streams and they would come on my streams and play so i never played that's like awesome. wwe games but yeah we would sure. play dvd together I actually got to meet a couple of different wrestlers at different conventions in the past few years. So nice. now I'm like part of that community, but it was, yeah, yeah a crazy happenstance. I know that's what's so interesting too, is like gaming brings pe people together in so many different ways and, and worlds and like just so many different niches of everything that even, you know, you still even have some crossover and something else on it. That's so cool. And oh yeah. When you're blowing up on TikTok and you know getting in some of the trends and everything with that, was there anything in particular? You said there was some carryover to Twitch and YouTube. I know a lot of people. Um, you know, it's it's hard to bring people across platforms in general. Was there anything that you saw stand out for yourself of ways that you brought any of that, or was it kind of just natural flow of having links on it? Is there anything you did in particular on that to help bring people over to your other platforms? I guess I would say with TikTok, it's definitely a mixture of like you said, having a link that way they can just come over quickly because I always tell people when they're trying to like market themselves, I'm like, the internet is stupid. If you do not lay it out and make it like right in front of their face, they will have no idea you have a Twitch because they will never click things and explore. Like you got to make it front and center. So I started doing a mixture of like gaming related videos mixed in with my other videos to be like, hey, I do this too. Like, yeah. Come check it out. And honestly, that's why I put gaming elements into all of my socials because I'm constantly trying to recycle into all platforms. And like on my Twitch, I'm constantly promoting my YouTube, on my YouTube, constantly promoting my Twitch and my TikTok and my Instagram and then TikTok. So it's all just kind of funnels into each other and I'm trying to consciously make content across each. But then at the same time, each platform, I kind of like to have its own 
niche, I guess. And then I sprinkle in everything else amidst it. So I like to do a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, each of, the, each of the people on each platform likes a different thing. So it's kind of like you kind of want to cater to that, but then do something else with it. But that's it's good to lay it out. So that's interesting. Yeah. When you made the switch to full time, though, it, what was one of the scariest things for you as a creator? The scariest thing probably was like one being able to be self-sufficient because in that first year that I did switch was the year that like I had moved out of my parents' house. I, you know, was paying all of my bills myself, you know, had this new apartment with a roommate that was relying on me. So all of that was the biggest fear of, you know, I don't want to quit this stable job, even if I hate it to dive into something that is very inconsistent. And at the time, it wasn't like I was pulling in tons of money, like I was making ends meet, like it was tight. And I, of course, was extremely anxious about that. But then at the same time, my family and friends are all like, "What? what is this? What is Twitch? What yeah. is YouTube? Like, I have no idea what that is. That's not a real job. And I had a lot of my family not, not that they weren't supportive per se but they just they didn't get it so they anytime i would talk about what i was doing they would just in one ear and out the other and just ask me when i was going back to teaching like <laughs> even though it's four years later my dad still asks me like oh are you gonna go back to teaching and i'm like no sure. dad yeah not if i do i'm gonna be an old lady doing it because <laughs> i'm gonna run this train as long as i can yeah but and I mean, even explaining that to them in the first place, I mean, obviously it probably helped that you were moved out independent is you're figuring it out yourself. But was that a discussion that you were like, hey, this is what I'm planning on doing? Did you try and lay it out for them or siblings or anybody else that was like trying to explain it? Nope, I just did it spur of the moment. Yeah. I honestly, I was like thinking about it for a while and uh, I just needed that one last thing at work to piss me off. And I was like, keys. <laughs> And uh, just I kind of went home, I called up my mom, because she's definitely one of those moms that she doesn't have to understand it. She'll just be like, Yeah, do it like whatever. So my mom was full force into it. And she's so cute. She comes into my streams now, like every night and hangs out for an hour before she goes to bed. That's but awesome. it was definitely spur of the moment. I just kind of did it. Uh, I like my dad is definitely more of the I don't really understand it. So I was just like, I promise this is going to be good. Had to like fluff it up a lot sure. to make it sound like everything's going to be fine. And luckily, things were fine. So I didn't have to like go back on that. But sure. yeah, it was not pre planned, just kind of went for it. And uh, I wouldn't suggest that <laughs> just because. You know, I, I lucked out and I'm, it's definitely not the norm, but uh, yeah, maybe the one time in my life I didn't plan things to a T. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, going into the future a bit then, um, what's, I guess, some of your more short term focus for right now? I saw you even created a second YouTube channel that is more like gaming focus. I guess talk me through a bit what if you're what you're kind of working on for the f short term future. Uh, yeah, I did. I did make that second channel because I I kind of want I, I guess I don't ever want to feel like I'm pigeonholed anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I like being able to do a vast amount of content. 
but obviously the internet likes it more when you're extremely niche into something because mm -hmm. if you ever branch out from your norm people are like what is this i don't like it so i made that gaming one for strictly for like vods for youtube and then mm -hmm. as it grows i'm going to start to transition more of my edited gaming content to that one specifically so it's kind of all within one sphere and uh, honestly, I got that idea because a lot of the other larger creators I look up to do a similar model. So I was like, it works for them. So I'll slowly kind of work up to that similar. So that's been something I've been working on. But I guess like short term goals, I have uh, I just recently guested at a convention and that was like super, super awesome. And I love the experience of having my own table, hosting a panel, things of that nature. So Definitely want to do more of that in the future of being a guest at a con and not just an attendee and kind of having a bit more of a stance, I guess, in the industry. So sure. Yeah. I mean, talk me through that. What 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 was the convention? How did it go? Uh, it was in Long Island, uh, Long Island Tropic Con. It wasn't like a huge convention, definitely smaller in comparison to like New York Comic Con, things of that nature. But I had been reaching out to a bunch of places because as much as I love cosplaying and creating and crafting, I also just love creating art. I love painting and drawing and doing things with resin and whatnot. And anytime I get an idea for something, I'm like, I just want to make it. So for so long, I just had like boxes of miscellaneous crafts that I would make. And I was like, well, I love making this, but do I really need to make 10 of this particular thing? Probably not. So I wanted to start guesting at cons to, you know, network more. But then also I'm like, hey, if I have a table, I can put my artwork out there, you know, just another medium that I can be yeah. creative and, and do that. So this was the first time tabling probably in like six or seven years. And it went super good. And I was so excited. And I was just like getting the amp to want to reach out to more conventions to be able to continue doing that. Definitely. And was that something, did you vlog it at all? Because you mentioned you had done some of that in the past or do his stories or like, was that part of your content at all? Was it more like behind the scenes, talk about it later or? This was more of a behind the scenes, talk about it later because the okay. majority of the event I was uh, sitting at my table. So sure. it wasn't like I was walking around. Like when I do my vlogs for cons, it's I'm walking around, I'm talking about the things that I'm doing or I'm seeing, I'm showing footage like of the convention itself. This was more of a within one individual room and it was more just vendors and such. And I couldn't really go to any of the panels because sure. I had to be manning my booth. So this was more of a, I did the event, posted photos, and then did a whole breakdown on Twitch the following day that I got back. But all of the events that I, I have so many conventions planned for the fall, I can't wait to vlog them. And um, honestly, I started vlogging events more for myself because I feel like I would go to these events and I would have this huge folder of photos and videos from the event that I was like, oh, this is cool. And then it would just go into the depths of my computer and I never look at yeah. it again. So I originally just started turning those into like vlog videos and I would just put it all together and then put it up on YouTube. And that's why I have some of those videos are, you know, eight, nine years old when I was started going sure. to conventions. And now I'm like, okay, I go to the con with a purpose to film specific content. So that's kind of like evolved over time, but then I have to 
decide how much time I have an event to focus on that, I guess. So, well, I mean, yeah. going to the conventions, getting involved in that, that sounds like a major area that you want to get involved in. Is there anything else like that you're, you know, on a bigger picture looking for in the long term? Is it, you know, focusing more on the vlogs? Is it doing absolutely everything? Like, we're, you have any bigger goals, uh, I guess, that you're specifically working towards for it? I would say kind of a bit of everything, as you were saying. I I mean, I love going to cons for fun. I've been going to cons since like 2013. Oh my God, that was 10 years ago. For 10 years now, I've been going to cons. And I mean, I just went initially, I had nothing to do with it being my job. I just went, you know, because I'm a big old nerd and I like dressing up in costumes. So it just kind of started out as that. But now going to cons because this is my job and I am in so many different avenues within this industry. I go to show off cosplays, I go to vlog, I go to meet new people, I go to network. Events like PAX is huge for networking with developers, networking with different companies that create tech or create peripherals or whatever. So cons are definitely, in my brain, I have to organize them between, is this a work con or is this a fun con? Sure. And then even the fun ones, there's a, element of work mixed in sure. there but <laughs> i definitely have to go with a different mindset of like how i am going to carry myself throughout the weekend awesome well final question for you i always like to end if you could give any advice to other creators that are listening um or even if there's any big takeaways from what you were talking about today i'm sure you get asked in general on streams or videos or whatever for advice especially for how long you've been doing it what would you say uh, I always tell people, like, just do it. I know that sounds so simple, but I know so many people let themselves hold themselves back because they're nervous of criticism or they're nervous of how people will perceive them or that everything they post is going to flop. And at the end of the day, all of those things are probably going to happen. But if you let your fear of failure hold you back, then you never know what could come of it. So I always tell people, like, push away some of those fears and that anxiety. Put yourself out there a little bit, and you never know what might happen. I love it. Brandy, thank you so much for joining me and sharing your journey, talking with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Be sure to check out Slay with Brandy, guys, all social platforms, as you've heard. Also, don't forget, rate, review the podcast if you love it. We'd love to hear from you guys as well. And as always, happy streaming.